Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you look for it, every day has cause for celebration. Celebrate a friend for their promotion baby wedding life thing. Celebrate yourself for keeping the couch warm. It's no easy feat, especially if it's a big couch. Or maybe you just want to celebrate living in 2023 where you can get beer, wine, and spirits delivered from Drizzly in under 60 minutes without leaving said couch. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com and get your favorite drinks delivered today. Cobras and Fire. My name is Luce Cannon, 
and I'm joined, as always, with the far beyond driven Baco. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm okay. Uh, sadly, we have to do another one of these uh, episodes where we kind of touch base on someone we lost and pay a little tribute. Agreed. Um, before we get started, can I just uh, mention a review we just got real quick? Sure. Okay, so I've got one on iTunes. We are, we forget to mention these, but please uh, give us a review if you are a loyal listener. We really appreciate it. It says, I just downloaded the Motorhead episode. I thought I was downloading Decibel Geek. I'm going to delete this and listen to, Deci- <laughs> and, and listen to Decibel Geek instead. Five stars. So thank you for that five-star review. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, little little uh, little lightning the mood before we get going. But please lead me into this uh, Pantera and Vinnie Paul discussion, please. Uh, yeah, well, uh, anybody listening to this probably knows by now that uh, former Pantera hell yeah drummer uh, Vinnie Paul passed away. Uh, the 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 news came out Friday, June twenty second. Um, I'll tell you this: this is how I found out, Luce. Uh I was recording an episode of Cobras and Fire that you had planned uh, that you didn't show up for with Josh Toomey. Tradition. <laughs> yeah, as, as is tradition. Is that, uh, called, is that called catfishing? I still don't understand that term. Uh, yeah. I, I, look, you know, for a guy who just found out what throwing shade means, I don't know if I can ever uh, catch you up on catfishing. But. All right. I'll, I'll Google it. Okay, yeah. Just just watch, just uh, binge watch uh, the Catfish Show on MTV. You know, you'll, I'll you'll, absolutely not add that to my schedule. <laughs> Continue. Anyway, so Toomey and I uh, kind of uh, did like an asshole radio thing in uh, in lieu of your absence, and mm-hmm, sure. uh, that'll be coming out shortly uh, soon soon enough. But. Uh, about 10 minutes, uh, we wrapped up just before 11 o'clock on Friday night, and I was powering everything down, and I got a call from Josh, and he, that's when he told me, and uh, I immediately, with him on the phone, started scouring the internet, you know, and, uh, you know, as much as, uh, you know, I, I think this is probably true for you, too, that people that know you, you know, associate you with Kiss, that's very much how it is for Toomey with Pantera. I mean, sure. that is his band, and so it was a... a, a it was very, you know, it shook him pretty heavy, but uh, it shook me too. You know, I mean, uh, the, obviously these things happen suddenly, and you don't know what happened. And as of now, there are no details. But uh, other than I, th- I think they're they're now uh, they're at least reporting that he was he passed away in his sleep. So yeah, I mean, we could speculate on what that means. Um, I mean, his lifestyle and his drinking, and he wasn't the you know didn't look like the most. Uh, uh, active person in the world other than drumming. So, mm-hmm. you know, you, you hit 54, you know, these things can take a toll on a person. So while it might be surprising, you know, the, the, these things happen, I guess, is what I'm all I'm trying to say. Yeah, I mean, just like, um, um, you know, nobody's somehow wired to be a Keith Richards and Lemmy, um, <laughs> essentially. If that's the way it's, it's going uh, with the same um, Yeah, we'll intake. find out, though. We'll I mean, find uh, out. We shouldn't assume. So let's just uh, let's continue on from there. Well, how did you how did you hear? Uh, I think the same thing where, where Toomey posted. I mean, he's basically, like you said, he's basically the authority on Pantera. I mean, that for, for anybody that's, that's listening to this, and obviously um, there's going to be some hardcore Pantera fans, I mean, there's pictures of him as, at 15 years old. So if I had that background, and that, that would be my band, you know, and, and, yeah. and things like that. So, uh, but but I, I, I have to say also us commenting on uh, Vinnie Paul has I believe as much. And we should be able to talk to him free, uh, freely and, and have a discussion in general. Because uh, yesterday at the concert I went to, which I'll detail in the future episode, they had a moment of silence by Vinnie Paul that was brought by Frank Benali. Uh, did that? 
So I'm not sure the connection between Frank Benali and do you think you know? Well, drummer? they're both. Yeah, it could drummers. be drummers. You know, they may have actually met. Sure. Uh, what you know, one of the the great things about. Uh, both Dime and Vinny uh, is they were such ambassadors for almost all things rock. I mean, as heavy and as you know, and, and as almost they took thrash to a new level. They never once uh, distanced themselves for their love for all things Van Halen, you know, Kiss, uh, that sort of stuff. Uh, and so you so, consider them? You consider them thrash? I, I definitely do. I mean, they kind of amped it up a bit. Uh, sure, every yeah. album. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, no joke, man. They, uh, they didn't. They're kind of like Slipknot. Kind of went the opposite direction. Slipknot gets a little more, I don't know, user friendly with each record, uh, and maybe Metallica, you could say, did the same thing, or even Megadeth. But it seemed like uh, Pantera got at least a little bit more extreme each record. Oh no, I don't think just a, a little bit. I think they just kept uh, upping the ante every single album until it was just this. Explosion on their last one. What was yeah. the what was their final album? Reinventing the Steel. Oh my God! It was just that was nothing but steel in your face, pounding you in the in the groin as well. I think that might uh, be their best sounding record, at least for me personally. But yeah. uh, it does not have the the groove that uh, no. some of their first couple records had. But let, let's let's throw some structure into this. We're already kind of jumping into this. Uh, how do you want to? Do you want before we get into a lot of a talk, maybe to Pick a a choice song, or do you want to do this? I think that's a good idea. Yeah, let's. uh, I don't know. Uh, You know, we were just talking about uh, reinventing the steel. Can we play uh, play the song "Revolution Is My Name"?
so yeah, and with with all bands, you know, they have direct influences. I'm sure that they influence a lot of Texas rock bands as well. But I've got actually a list. You know, everything on the internet is is a, li- a top ten list. That's that's I, I think that without top ten lists, that the whole internet would fall apart. Right. Yeah, I, 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 uh, a lot of times it's like the top twenty-seven. I, I, I let's go back to fives and tens, people. Yeah, yeah, but it's all. And, and the main reason for those top ten lists is they're usually like one page each, and each page has an ad. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean. You have to flip. But uh, yeah, back a couple of years ago, I think this is when Rex Brown's album came out, possibly. Okay. Um, he had an interview on a site called LouderSound.com, which I've never heard of before, but. Uh, seems to be an authority where it let, let me just give these maybe we do a ding if if you believe that these are influenced by pantera or not Ready? okay yep uh, rex brown says that they influence corn ding five finger death punch ding hate breed ding lamb of god yeah, yeah ding okay mud vein yeah, i'm not sure well, I mean, the it wasn't the singer from Hell Yeah from Mud Mudvayne. Oh, yeah, that's true. The Ding. Haunted. Don't know the Haunted, so. Devil Driver. <laughs> Ding. Well, obviously, um, I, I, I'm done. Stuck Mojo. I have no idea. Uh, I don't know anything about that. You know, yeah. I got to think any real heavy band that came out after 1990 would have to cite a, a certain level of influence uh, from Pantera. Yeah, one one that I firmly believe is Texas Hippie Coalition. Well, they, they cite it a lot themselves, don't they? Well, I, you know, I thought maybe, uh, I mean, you can go out and find most of these. There's a handful of people, obviously, tweeting about this. Uh, Jamie Josta from Hatebreed, uh, which you just mentioned, he said, My condolences to the Hell Yeah and extended family, band crew, fans, and everyone whose life was made better and touched by his kindness, generosity, and badass drumming. Such a star and a game changer. Get your pull. In the next dimension, brother. And, you know, there's a lot of people saying things like, you know, now he's with Dime and, and all that stuff. Paul Stanley sure. also tweeted about this. And, uh, Please. Uh, sad to hear about the death of Vinny Paul. Loved when Pantera did shows with us and in later years. Vinny was always front and center at all Kiss shows. RIP and condolences to his family. Now, it's a nice sentiment, but he sure talks about himself an awful lot in that tweet. No, he injected himself in the conversation. Uh, what, what, when, did they, when did they open for Kiss? I mean, could it have been on any of the reunion tours? I know they were constantly changing openers during that. Yeah, that's true. Who knows? But but uh, again, interjecting himself in the, I, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure pretty sure after he did that tweet, he uh, looked at himself in the mirror for a half hour, painted painted a little a picture of of, of some in, in, in interpretation of any Paul. He covered himself in Jakar, put on a flowered shirt, and headed out for the day. Yes. Yeah, probably. Uh, are you sure he doesn't just use Kiss Cologne for women? <laughs> oh, that's true. They probably have an entire warehouse of that left over, along with the uh, <laughs> along with the uh, the Monster Book. Remember that? They oh, that yeah. Thing? Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's. That's he's... our Kiss reference for the episode. Let's get back to the matter at hand. And, and can I just mention that I am a. I, mean, I think we all believe in transparency on the show. Uh, we are always. When we do these, just like the Chris Cornell and other ones, we have we have fun with it and also pay our respects. But I am a casual Pantera fan. Well, where would you put yourself on that? Oh, uh, somewhere between you and Toomey. So if you're a two and he's an 11, I'm probably about six or seven. Uh, I love them live. Uh, their records, I got to... I guess I really I'm a big Slayer guy, and this applies to that too. I got to be in the mood. Uh, sure, you know it's not something you kind of wake up and put on while you're making breakfast on a Sunday. But uh, 
<laughs> Except for today, it seemed appropriate. But uh, Cowboys from Hell took me a while to get. Um, and it was actually uh, Far Beyond Driven came out. And once I, I, I really got a chance to listen to Mouth of War. Or is it Mouth of War? Sorry. Uh, uh, that's when I kind of got what they were doing. And then I went back and sent, and uh, Cowboys from Hell made a lot more sense to me. Uh, but it was such an... Uh, a new abrasive guitar tone. It was really difficult to just accept right away for me. Um, but uh, once once I got past that and I started really digging into it, uh, so those those three records, uh, um, uh, Cowboys from Hell, uh, uh, Volga to Display of Power, and then uh, Far Beyond Driven are must-haves as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and can we talk about their origins? Yeah, yeah, like you're talking the uh, the pre uh, Anselmo era. Yeah, it's amazing how before the age of the internet, how well they buried that. Yeah, you know, before you know, because it was just local releases mostly in Texas, right? That's my understanding. Yeah, it wasn't like any actual label. I think Metal Magic is the name of the label. And, and they did a great job coming out with Cowboys from Hell, where they just there was no way really when that came out if you told me i wasn't even aware of it when did you become aware of the, their their background in the 90s oh, or 2000s no yeah, or early on somewhere around the time uh vulgar came out i suppose okay um but you know we wanted to cover their entire discography so can i read <laughs> just some of these some of these uh titles that that a, a band named pantera known for influencing all these bands had in the beginning part yeah you this is kind of your thing let's do it Okay, we've got Ride My Rocket, <laughs> the opening track <laughs> off, their, off, their, off Metal Magic. and, and all Great that's album month, cover, too, yeah. Oh, the album cover is amazing. What would you describe that thing as? And I would say it's second in my favorite album covers to the, um, ra- uh, the uh, uh, Riot. The riot, Riot. Yeah, yeah. this is almost like uh, the, the stepson of Riot. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever oh, yes. that, the, that weird, uh, uh, I don't know, Seal Bird is on, Seal Bird Man on Riot. This is like... Like Riot's redheaded stepchild. Yeah, it's some kind of Viking dog man. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, I it's mean, metal it, magic, baby. He's got a nice tight. Uh, Did somebody get commissioned to paint this? That's what I want. I, <laughs> I would like, you know, you know, commissioned to paint this is that uh, the kid's study hall in ninth grade that yeah. it, it dropped yeah. it off to him. I mean, it's it's quite amazing. You know, I mean, they've, they have another uh, uh, track called. DGTTM, do you know what that stands for? I don't think I I know, no. Uh, it means uh, Daryl goes to the movies. <laughs> <laughs> See, that sounds almost kind of like a punk or alternative there. It does. Then like we've a, got the replacement's got a song called Gary's Got a Boner. That's That reminds me of that. <laughs> we've got, you know, uh, again, you you wouldn't, you wouldn't think it's... Uh, it wouldn't be Pantera if they didn't have an opening track called "Hot and Heavy." Uh, yeah. Onward, onward, we rock. There's a lot of ex- there's a lot of punctuation, explanation marks here on these albums. Uh, power metal, you know, rock the world. Power metal, just to make sure you understand that. It's uh, kind of like Judas Priest with Down syndrome. <laughs> now, my favorite, and I'll just leave us leave it with this: is <laughs> track nine on uh, power metal is is burn with three ends and exclamation mark burn. And, and this was the transition between this and isn't Cowboys from Hill kind of interesting where he's uh, and Salmo is still kind of doing a little bit of uh, the vocals from because this is the one that that Anselmo came on was was power. Correct. Back. Yeah. Um, and like the second half of Cowboys from Hill ha- kind of has a different feel than the first half. Like it's a yeah, sure. Yeah. 
Uh, I think, uh, I mean, there is, you can kind of see the transition from what they were doing with that, uh, what's the guy's name, Terry Glaze or something like that, the original mm-hmm. singer, right. uh, into the Cowboys from Hell. And then Cowboys from Hell just kind of ramps up for Vulgar, and from there it's just gone. Yeah. So do you have a track off of that? Off of what? Cowboys from Hell? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I've been, uh, yeah, you know what, let's play Psycho Holiday.
Now, I have uh, cloudy memories of when the, the whole dime bag uh, assassination uh, took took place. And can you kind of refresh my memory of that, of that situation, if he was specifically going after him? I think it was a crazy fan and things like that. Yeah, the... Um the well, you know that there was the falling out with Phil, and and they 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 weren't able to reconcile anything. So the, so they they started this band Damage Plan. They they released one record, Newfound Power, um, and it was to me Damage Plan was kind of like uh, Pantera Light or something. It just seemed like a I don't know a, a bad attempt at at being Pantera still. That said, you know they were out on tour and they were in. I think it was in uh, somewhere in Ohio, the Alarosa, uh, if I remember the name of it. Okay. But the guy who uh, basically you know ended up killing him um, was you know he's like a former military guy. He was if my. I'm going off of memory here, so uh, if I get anything wrong to any of the listeners, I'm not trying to be disrespectful or anything like that. But my understanding is that he had some mental issues, uh, and he was really hung up on the fact that Damage Plan was carrying on uh, because he wanted Pantera to to be together. And and I don't know if uh, I know Vinnie Paul to a certain extent actually, you know, held some uh, put some of the responsibility on on this the, the, the tragic. Uh, killing uh, on on comments that uh, Phil had made in the press regarding it, but this fan was basically my understanding is that you know he was pretty fucked in the head and he was pissed off that they were doing damage plan instead of Pantera and he was just coming to kill anybody he could. Uh, wow. You know, mainly it's more of a mental illness thing than any. You know, it's almost. Uh, validating what happened to actually try to, to, to pin it on a, on an actual motive like that, because there's nothing sensible about killing somebody uh, because they're in your favorite band and they no longer are. You know what I mean? There's something clearly off there. Uh, so, yeah, you know, and, and, and that had to be tough, you know. <laughs> I mean, it was tough to hear about. You know, it's tough to, to think about right now. I, I can't imagine actually having been there and then even more to have that happen to your brother. And, and then how do you how do you get to the next step of, of the rest of your life? You know what I mean? I don't think you I don't think you do. Yeah, I really don't either. Com- com- completely. Um, and I, is it, I mean, I, you know, there's John Lennon being, being killed, uh, but not on stage. Is there any any? But, no, but to, uh, was it was another kind of psychotic fan, you know. Right. I mean, he had autographed think... his record earlier in the day, you know. But I don't think anybody's ever been killed on stage. No, no, besides yeah. him, yeah. In, in history, it's just my God. So maybe tragic. in and... Roman times, like you know, performances of Shakespeare or something. I probably just threw off the entire calendar. There. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know where that came from, but uh, yes, feed them to anyway, the lions. Uh, but no, but but on, on no. that end, well, at the concert I was at uh, this weekend too, there was it was a biker uh, oriented, uh, uh, like a ride in the morning and all day thing. But they had I, I saw tons of ride for dime T shirts. Yeah, okay, and for, from from all the way from two thousand four, I believe to. To now, so it's 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 just really yeah. They cool take place the in a handful of cities, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 just cool seeing that, you know, what 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 stemmed afterwards um, from that too. Well, before we get into Vinnie Paul's next stage of life, why don't we throw in a Damage Plan track? Uh, I'll, let's just play the 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 first song on the record, "Wake Up."
between Vinny and Phil really fired up and with what Phil was it for? was it just that? a bunch of drugs and and stuff that or was yeah it, it sounds all? like Phil basically was just you know out of control uh with heroin it, it might have even been a little bit of him needing to get away from Pantera to get clean too uh it, it, it's a little muddy on that and uh as far as the timing you know because Phil talks about it the way Phil talks so uh but I do know that once you know once Dime was murdered, uh, Phil's tune changed a lot. He tried to, you know, repair some of the damage. He took a lot of the responsibility for the the relationship uh, being at the state it was. Uh, he largely took the high road with comments that Vinny made about him, you know, trying to say, I understand where he's coming from. This is a guy who lost his brother. I said some shitty things. I really can't. You know, kind of thing like that. That he came at, came at it from that perspective. I'm not quoting him, but he, you know, just along the lines of like, he understood that that he kind of damaged the relationship, and and he's got to deal with whatever it is. He can't he can't you know fix it by blaming Vinny. But that uh, was the main that was the main conflict was those two. Well, it was Diamond. Uh, well, I think Diamond's feelings were hurt. I think Diamond was a pretty laid back guy, and he really just wanted to get back to being Pantera. But Phil would just, you know, wasn't responding to to anything anybody was saying. And I, you know, Rex seems like he was just kind of lost in the in the middle there because I know like Rex was involved in that uh, Rebel Meets Rebel record, which we played a track on a while back. And you know, so it was basically everybody but Phil. Uh, so it didn't seem like there was anything there, but. Uh, it as time went on, just be, you know, up until recent times, it seems like Rex kind of ended up kind of being more with Phil, and it seems like there might have been a little softening in the relationship between Vinny and Phil, but never to the part that they had really reconciled. Uh, and and I know that would have meant a lot to a lot of fans, you know, maybe not so much a reunion. I know there was always those talk of like you know Zach Wilde could fill in, they could do a tour or something like that. But I do think right. a lot of people would have been happy. Just to know that uh, Phil and Vinny had kind of uh, buried the hatchet, but I, I, I do think you know, I, I'm not I'm speaking from only just things I've read and how I've interpreted that that Vinny did put a lot of a lot of the blame at Phil for the the tragedy that took place. So, um, now what's your what's your thoughts that they could at least come together for some kind of tribute? I was hoping for something like that. Yeah, honestly, I was just, it would have made me feel better just to know those two guys because everything they did together could have at least got past it. I don't think Phil's responsible for what happened. I do think Phil's responsible for having a shitty relationship with those two, but you can't really blame him for the acts of a madman. Um, and, and maybe I'm misinterpreting that. I know, like I said, Vinny's comments about Phil seem to be a lot softer over the years. They work together, you know, uh, distantly, you know, with some of these Pantera, you know, deluxe editions that, that came out. But uh, that was more business than it was anything friendship. But just, you know, 
It would have been nice to to see like some kind of one off tribute show where maybe you parade a bunch of guitar players through. Uh, no, no, I'm talking know. about I'm talking about now. Afterwards, oh. do you think do you think that they would get? What do you think the chances are for them just you know getting together? Uh, you're, I mean, it's, you're talking like uh, Rex now. and Rex and yeah, Phil. Yeah. I mean, just well, sure. they've done stuff like that already, so I don't see why they would would hesitate to do it again. Okay, okay. Uh, I know um, Zach has joined down on stage to play Pantera songs. So, um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're going to see some sort of tribute be put together. Maybe even like kind of an annual thing is a possibility. These kind of things seem to have a pattern that they follow. So, I don't know. And, and Vinny certainly was prolific as far as being involved with, with bands continuous. Like, music was a massive part yeah, of he his had, life. He, had he didn't just Vin, stop. He'd been, Big Vin Records was kind of what he went to right after Dime's death. And, uh, and I know he was working on all those Dime Vision videos where... <laughs> they're just basically a bunch of home videos of Dime setting off fireworks uh, in, I don't know, Phil's cock and balls or something. But uh, And then, um, you know, I thought, hell yeah, as chaotic as that band seemed as far as, like, what are they, was pretty much the perfect band for him. I, I It just, it, it wasn't Pantera, yeah, you know, but it was still had, you know, I mean, he's a great drummer, you know what I mean? He has a very uh, noticeable sound, and it was, it, was, it was cool to see him back out playing. I've seen that band a couple times. Every record seemed like they were just changing who they were, though. Yeah, no. Um, and he also was involved with, with several businesses. He had this strip club called Bear Assets. <laughs> yeah. He was creepy strip club owner guy. Yeah, I, I could see him up there at the DJ booth, just sitting there laid back, right? Just just continuously playing Pantera. Yeah. Which is, which, is Pantera good dancing music? I'm not sure. You know, I think for some people it is. Uh, for others, it's not, I, I would guess. You know, uh, um, yeah, he's probably back there with a little, uh, what was the black tooth grin that was just a shot of Coke in uh, Crown Royal or something like that? Uh, he's nursing those all night and then taking 80% of the strippers' tips. <laughs> yeah, now, do you know that he actually had in the early 2000s the dream of building a rock and roll themed golf course in Dallas? That sounds that sounds about right. It was it was cost prohibitive, and maybe he could have gone miniature golf, but he didn't go that direction. <laughs> yeah, you know, as much as there are plenty of rockers that play golf, there's probably not enough to do a metal-themed golf course, at least not a full, you know, 18-hole length. So. And how do you do that? Like, at every hole, they're just blasting right before you. <laughs> right, right, right before, if, if you slam, maybe there's some kind of person that sees if you just make a, a 300-yarder. Uh, well, just goes. if it's anything like the way him and Dime lived, though, you would have to do a shot at every hole. How do you metal up golf? I'm sure I bet you they'd go through a lot of golf carts because they're just, you know, they, of course, you have to drive them drunk and wreck them. So <laughs> and then you've got uh, but, but the point is, I pulled this up and that's where he decided that that uh, it was too cost prohibitive. And he ended up doing strip clubs instead. Yeah. OK, so uh, but, uh, do you mind if I just slam in a uh, hell yeah track here? Go for it. I'm going I'm to talk about this is how you drive a, uh, a golf cart on a metal golf course, and that's alcohol and ass. Come on, a little bit of sunshine, a little bit of booze, a little bit of me, and a little bit of you, a little bit country, 
little bit of blues A little slice of heaven And a little piece of you Come on Alcohol and ass Pour another drink in my glass Alcohol and ass Alcohol and ass around a lot as we always do on these yeah. shows but uh we did want to uh pay our respects to a mm-hmm. you know to vinnie paul and a massively influential band as well mm-hmm. so uh, saved metal f- in the 90s if you think about it yeah i mean it really did push it forward because that was that was the the one kind of flying the flag during the grunge era i mean it was seattle versus texas essentially yeah kind of I mean, they, they named their one album The Great Southern Trend Kill, just kind of like acknowledging their own uh, role in, in music at the time. Agreed. 
So, closing thoughts? Well, you know, uh, there's going to be a lot of shows, obviously, probably talking about this. I, if you're a fan, I encourage you to check them all out. I, I, if uh, you haven't had a chance to, check out Josh Toomey's initial thoughts. I know he posted that on Talk Toomey. And I got to believe that he'll have an episode coming up, you know, getting into this. Um, cause Discography, it, it, very comprehensive, much more yeah. organized than this one. Yeah, he'll, he'll, uh, he'll definitely have his facts better. But we, we were talking more about paying tribute to someone that was kind of an icon in the music that we love uh just uh, a, a key player in and and basically by all accounts just an all-around you know good good honest just guy you know what i mean yeah maybe a little creepy with the strip clubs and stuff but that's you know to, to why is it gotta own. be creepy why is it gotta be creepy <laughs> it's just it's just it's, it's, it's okay it's, i'm it's, just basing it's... that on every strip club i've been in <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you think there's ever a problem with a volume being loud there? I'm gonna say uh, not. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably not. No. Yes. All right. Uh, well, what about you? Any last thoughts? Well, just in summary, I mean, again, huge influential band. Um, Pantera was never the band for me, but I can totally see the role in rock and roll, and uh, and and how can you not appreciate that? Mm. And the music lives on forever. So, yes, and and he, he played shows up till just recently. I think Hell Yeah was at a couple fests this summer. Mm-hmm. We're right about that. Yeah, and they have, they have a couple scheduled dates coming up at a couple other festivals. So, we'll see what happens there if they try to find a, a fill in to cover shows, or if they're done. You know, I don't know. So I, I don't know what the right thing to do there is either. To be honest with you. Well, let's raise our. I would normally raise a beer to Vinnie yeah. Paul, but it is very early in the morning, so I'm going to raise my coffee. I'm not yeah, sure. What, yeah. are you, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking coffee black. Cool. Nice. Uh, so but I'm going to, right now, I'm going to pretend it's a black tooth grin. And uh, yeah, let's. Uh, what, what do you think? Let's close out with. Uh, you know what? That, that official live record of theirs was a, a pretty good live album. Uh, why don't we go out with Cowboys from Hell Live? I think that's appropriate, as you all said, that they're a beast live. Yeah, amazing live band. Too bad uh, we'll never see it again. But uh, here's to you, Vinny. Cheers.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 